quantum computing fundamentally is the best way to process information based on the laws of physics as we know them. I had constructed what I thought of as the generalization of the universal Turing machine. Can an astonishingly powerful new realm of computation be found within the quantum world? Will researchers ever realize the goal of what they call quantum supremacy? And what would it mean for our society if they did? From its fundamental building blocks to the ultimate goal of a truly universal quantum computer, join me, Oxford Professor of Philosophy Peter Millikan, as I explore this and many other questions on the Future Makers podcast. Available today from wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious, that we all have medical issues, or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. FutureTech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials or even starting to appear on shelves or by prescription or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem. Remember, however, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoy the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and share it with friends. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech, Future Tech Health podcast. My guest is uh, Nadine Artemis. She's an author and a founder of uh, Holistic Dental Care. Well, that, that's the book, The Complete Guide to Healthy Teeth and Gums. She's also the creator of Living Libations, a line of uh, serums, elixirs, and essential oils for those that are looking for pure botanical health and beauty products. Um, Nadine, thanks for coming. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, what, what uh, led you to write a book about uh, dental care? seems like a for some people an obscure topic yeah well it's kind of an obscure obscure topic um but on one hand should it be because we all have teeth and mouths and we're trying to figure out how to not you know have cavities and fillings and root canals um but yeah it is obscure and it's maybe even further obscure because i am not a dentist um but that is where i found a gap in how we care for our teeth when I was delving into my research in my 20s, um, you know, I was doing a lot of research on health in general. And I did find, well, you could find a lot of things about the body and a lot of different holistic methods to care for, whether you had a headache or a stomach ache or different methods. I found that there was a big gap in oral care. And at the same time, the health of our mouths really is connected to and really reflects the health of our bodies. So I found that I needed to know how I could care for my teeth, how I could avoid issues, or where did these issues come from. So I found that because I needed that, I was pretty sure 
you know, the other, uh, other millions and billions of people on the planet with teeth might also need to know what's going on. Well, what are some of the things that affect people through their mouth that uh, they don't know about? What are some of the links? Well, I think one of the things that's really important for us to understand is, you know, I can say that the teeth are connected to the rest of the body, but I think we kind of need to understand it a bit more so that we can see how issues are created. And I think most of us in North America have grown up with the thought that, you know, you got to brush your teeth twice a day, visit the dentist twice a year, and things like acid and sugar sitting on the teeth are the root cause of all cavities. Um, but it's actually more interesting than that and more nuanced than that. And it's not really the issue of sugar and acid sitting on our teeth. Uh, the teeth are connected in a much more systemic way. And the main thing that it's really great for all of us to understand is that the teeth are kind of like tree roots or like, you know, they bring up the roots of the teeth, bring up nutrients into the teeth, just like the tree roots bring up nutrients from the soil. And these nutrients that come to the teeth via the blood system, once the blood enters the tooth into the pulp chamber, it actually turns into a dentineal lymphatic fluid. And it's this lymphatic system that is really key for us to know about um, so that we can understand how teeth can stay strong and healthy. And so this lymphatic nutrient dense fluid comes up into the into the pulp chamber. And then from there, thing the these uh, part of the tooth called odontoblast shoots that up into onto the surface of the teeth, where it is like microscopic sweat. And this fluid coalesces with our saliva to prevent cavities, to take care of the mouth's microbiome, the microbiome being the balance of, of bacteria in our mouths, of healthy bacteria, not just pathogenic bacteria. And this method is what I like to refer as, as the invisible toothbrush, because of course our bodies were designed with a way for us, for the teeth to take care of themselves, right? We weren't just our, our body is to help with that system, not just toothbrushes and toothpaste. And so when this system, this lymphatic system gets challenged or suppressed through things like spikes in blood sugar, a lack of minerals in the diet, stressful, stressful hormonal times like pregnancy or teen years, um, also just like a poor diet in general, or chemicals. All of these things can suppress the lymphatic flow so that it actually stagnates or the worst case scenario is that it actually reverses. And so then the teeth, rather than being these like trees drawing up nutrients into the tooth, the teeth, this lymphatic system reverses and then the teeth kind of become like a straw and they suck in um, viruses and bacteria from the mouth into the tooth once the system gets reversed. And that's actually the genesis of decay. Well, how, how would this happen if the, uh, the blood supply is coming in through the interior of the tooth? How does it migrate through the enamel to the outside of the tooth? So, well, that, well, some of that, that's through the, you know, the internal forces in the body, which are the odontoblasts. They actually act like little pumps and that pumps it out. But the main, so through thousands of studies, um, the main um, dentist that 
that discovered this because he realized that the teeth must be connected to the body. So he did like decades of research on this process and he actually used um, x-ray fluid so he could see what happens when we chew food. And then he realized that the chewing of the food through substrates and enzymes signals the hypothalamus and then the hypothalamus signals the parotid glands, which are um, in the mouth on either side of the jaw. And then that signals the digestive system. And so when we're eating the, this fluid, it takes an hour. Uh, no, sorry, it takes minutes for, for them to track this system through x-ray fluid. And then interestingly enough, it actually takes an hour from when it's reaching the root to get to the surface of the teeth. So it's, it's traveling through the body doesn't take long, but then that final process is actually a really long, complicated part. And the inside of our teeth are, our teeth are fascinating. I mean, one molar has over three miles of microscopic tubules. So there's such a complexity in our mouths. But so that system, though, that signals the endocrine system to produce the dentinal lymphatic fluids, that gets suppressed, that signaling system, through high sugar diets, lack of minerals, or through stress, hormonal stress, or chemical stress. So what are some of the consequences of uh, high sugar diets and stress and things like that? You know, what happens to the mouth? What happens to the body now that you understand this new mechanism? Yeah, so, well, if the spikes in blood sugar will eventually er erode the communication of this lymphatic dentineal system. And so then the teeth become more vulnerable because they're not having this fluid going through the tooth in the right way and then flushing things out. So that can happen. And then once a cavity happens, then you could be on a, on a route to, you know, a root canal or something like that, or just a cavity. And these things we want to prevent as well. The other thing that we're doing a lot, um, whether it's specific dental treatments or specifically the way that we're taking care of our teeth every day with a wide range of chemicals, now that there's been um, in the past two decades, more research into the microbiome, the body's microbiome, we now have a lot more information about the mouth's microbiome. And so, you know, many of the daily ways that we've been told to take care of our teeth are filled with chemicals. And this also suppresses the, the, the activity of the mouth's microbiome. So um, whether it's chemicals that are mutating or literally killing off beneficial bacteria, things like triclosan, um, chlorine in our water, you know, the various ingredients in um, toothpaste, like sodium lauryl sulfate, that that also makes our well, gums. Well, what does that do for instance? Well, that makes the gums uh, prone to bleeding. And so then that's also, so you got more stuff entering the bloodstream and then you're also throwing off out the, throwing off the mouth's microbiome. So like we can, if you look at something like strep, which is a bacteria that everybody has in their mouths and strep causes cavities. However, not everybody with strep is getting cavities in their mouths. So what researchers are now understanding is that through losing bacterial species, we are um, getting rid of bacteria that keep other bacteria in check. So it's not necessarily the presence of strep in the mouth, but strep that's kind of missing its ancient bacterial buddies, so to speak. And so it's not having the other beneficial bacteria that can just keep things in check. So we really have to think about 
you know, all the things that we're putting on in and around our mouths to keep the beneficial bacteria happy. What about uh, people that breathe a lot through their mouth versus through their nose? Um, you know, people that have dry mouth a lot. Yeah. Saliva, things like that. That's definitely something you want to take care of, especially with children, because the development of their face uh, will actually be different if it's if you're mouth breathing. So, yeah, you you got to look at, you know, if it's sort of structural and you may need the help of um, of an osteopath or a chiropractor to maybe there needs to be a skull sort of adjustment or something with the neck with the proprioceptions off. And there are also um, specialists that specialize in, in TMJ and myofascial uh, structure. And um, there's many therapists that also do Skype calls and sessions so that you can, there's exercises you can do to take care of that. It could also just be allergy related. Um, you know, maybe it's not like a, a really obvious allergy, but there could be a sensitivity to dairy that is creating more mucus, that is cr creating that kind of mouth breathing. So um, you may need to sort of look at, you know, an elimination diet that can be easily Googled. And that's just about like, you know, weaning off things like sugar for a few days, testing that, just seeing how you feel and then, you know, move through dairy, soy, kind of all the big sort of allergy areas for people. Um, so you definitely want to take care of mouth breathing, not only for the structure and for the health of your body, but also so you don't have things like dry mouth because we really do need the saliva to lubricate our mouths, take care of the microbiome, and also it's it's bringing nutrients to the teeth as well. So what, what are some of your recommendations or what are some of the products you've created that will help people? Well, generally I like to, people to think um, with these three things, which is stop, seal, and seed. So for stopping, um, you know, you may have to reassess, uh, for example, the mouth breathing that we just talked about. And um, you want to look at stopping things that are dentineal lymph suppressors, like a high sugar diet. Um, you also want to look at things like if you've got mercury fillings in your mouth and you want to stop using synthetic dental products. For example, just a classic mouthwash um, you know, that's on in the drugstore, those kind of mouthwashes have been studied to show that they create 36,000 cases of mouth cancer a year, oral cancer a year. So there's other things in there that aren't so good. You know, you don't want to be brushing with triclosan, which is like an antibiotic that will suppress uh, healthy bacteria as well. It's actually triclosan has been banned in hand sanitizers but not yet in toothpaste. Um, so that's kind of interesting. So you, you what, wanna... what, are some of the, uh, what are some of the things in mouthwash and toothpaste? You mentioned sodium lauryl sulfate. What are yeah, some of the other so, components um, of toothpaste or mouthwash that cause problems in the mouth? So it's like the synthetic alcohols in the mouthwash, sodium lauryl sulfate. Um, there's often the abrasive level of toothpaste can be quite strong with um, the various... Uh, additives that they add to create grit. There's also things like, um, well, the warning labels on toothpaste are interesting too, because they're like maybe harmful if swallowed. And um, also glycerin is not good either. That might be in more of your health food store toothpaste. And what that does is it, it has an invisible coating on the teeth and it's not, it doesn't easily rinse away. So this invisible coating 
doesn't allow the saliva to access the enamel and do its job. So you really, we want to clear um, Yep. Would it actually be healthier not to brush your teeth every day? Only well, periodically and maybe uh, brush them with um, just a mechanical instrument, no toothpaste? Well, I do find there's some really simple household items that actually really help the mouth and help alkalinize it. You know, I do make tons of gorgeous and effective um, oral care products like toothpaste and dental serums for the gums and ozonated gels. However, anybody can just start right now with sea salt and baking soda or, or like, or you don't even need both of those. So I love baking soda. So if you just ditched all of your drugstore items right now and just use baking soda for the rest of your life, you would be way ahead of the game with that simple switch. Why? Because and anybody can do that. You're, you're brushing with a, um, a high pH solution. You're brushing with an alkaline solution. Yeah. So the alkalinity is, is great. And that's, you get that with sea salt or baking soda. And I recommend that people um, put a pinch of sea salt or baking soda in a glass of water and swish that through their mouth. Um, before they even start brushing. And then you can even do that after brushing. That's also a really good tip for kids too, because, you know, they're just not going to get every, all the plaque off their teeth because they're not, they don't have the skills to brush that diligently. And sometimes they don't have the motivation either. Um, So that's a great thing to do. And then you've got with the baking soda, you've got a very fine, low abrasion level. um, And that, that just really helps to clear off the plaque. And we do need that. You know, I like to use a dry brush with a pinch of baking soda. And uh, that's just really will really help the mouth as, uh, and along with the gums. There's also a really fun uh, thing that was um, developed by Dr. Paul Keyes. And he was an oral surgeon and he really wanted to help people um, prevent gum loss. So that's when the gums start receding off the teeth and the gum pockets go from a one, two to like a, a seven, eight, nine. And that's a very important thing to take care of. You do not want your gums to recede because um, the enamel under where the gum should be doesn't have the same, it's not the same enamel that we have on our the teeth part, the part of the tooth that's exposed. And so it's very easy to get dental, like uh, cavities along the, the, that, this, the place where the, the teeth and the gums join. So I, I like to suggest that we, we want nice turtlenecks of gums around our teeth and we don't want it getting into like a cowl neck situation <clears throat> or a V-neck. So you want to really keep that area happy. And um, it's very important too to brush the right way. So just like from the gum down, not up and down, and you don't want to apply a lot of pressure. Your your toothbrush bristles should look the same six months from now uh, as from the day that you're, you bought it. You don't want these splayed bristles. And everybody needs to be brushing with a soft head. There's, there's no time that you want to have harsh bristles for brushing your teeth. So that's also very important. And so the baking soda can just clear away um, the plaque and, you know, it's so affordable. Everybody has access to it and that, you know, would literally put, turn your mouth around and put it in a positive direction. Now, for a lot of things, you're going to want to have what I call the botanical biotics, which is where we bring in botanical extracts, um, which are the things that we put into our dental serums and our toothpaste so that 
they can be further activated and you, and healing can take place a lot faster for things like bleeding gums or helping rebalance the bacteria in your mouths or get rid of, you know, um, bad breath and that kind of stuff. So some of those beautiful botanical biotics are things that have been used for thousands of years, cross-culturally and trans-historically, things like cardamom, tea tree, frankincense, rose, cinnamon, clove, frankincense, myrrh. Those have all have, you know, some good track records of being used for thousands of years. And what's really interesting now with the study of the microbiome is that we now have scientific research that's showing why those botanical extracts, those ingredients are also beneficial because scientists now see that things like clove and frankincense, they have something called, there are something that they call QSI, which are quorum sensing inhibitors. So these plant extracts prevent pathogens. So we've got the friendly bacteria, the beneficial bacteria and the pathogens. And normally you want the beneficial bacteria keeping the pathogens in check. The pathogens float around in our mouths and our bodies sort of like free floating plankton in the ocean, except when they gain numbers, when they can gain traction due to like a weakened microbiome, a weakened immune system, then they start to do something called quorum sensing, which is how they they gain traction, gain numbers, and start to, to express their genes. So the botanical extracts that I mentioned, they all have the ability to inhibit this quorum sensing. And they're also able to bust through biofilms in ways that antibiotics cannot, cannot always reach. And there's not the problem of antibiotic resistance. Plus, uh, many of these botanical extracts are also really great at you know, cleaning up the pathogens, but working with the beneficial bacteria, which is so ideal for our mouths. So then we can take care of the pathogens, but keep feeding the friendly bacteria. And so with so the, what's so, uh, what, what botanical extracts are these mouthwashes or what, you know, how do you consume them or use them? Yeah, so the, the all the ones that I've mentioned, like frankincense, clove, cinnamon, etc., how we use them as we use them in like toothpaste, for example. So we'll put those together with other classic ingredients like baking soda and clay or charcoal and make paste out of that. And then for our dental serums, we run those ingredients um, through ozone and then we make an ozonated gel. And then we also have what we call dental serums, which are very concentrated drops. It's liquid. And with these dental serums, um, you can, one's called a ha happy gumdrops. We've also got um, a mint and myrrh one. So these, you can add a drop to your water um, to freshen breath. You can add a drop to your toothbrush along with your baking soda. You can massage them along the gum line. You could add them to water. And then we also have a syringe that you can use. It's a blunt tip syringe. And then you can get these serums up into the gum line. And another fun thing to do is to take one drop of the serum, slide it along a piece of floss. And then when you're flossing, you're able to deliver these potent uh, you know, quorum sensing inhibitors to the tiny spaces in between the teeth, which is also beneficial to gums, especially if when you floss, your teeth bleed. And that's all part of the sealing phase of the stop seal 
So these extracts and things like baking soda can alkalinize the mouth. They can help to seal the gum. They can be used as swishers to, um, you know, when you're using, instead of using a classic um, commercial mouthwash, you can add them to water with your pinch of baking soda. Then you're alkalinizing and freshening your breath. Baking soda is also good for whitening. And that's part of the seal and heal. And then the seeding phase is when you're also introducing beneficial bacteria back into the environment. So I like to think of the body and the mouth as sort of this bacterial bank account. And you want to keep this system of bustling bacteria alive. And you want to have sort of diverse investments in this bacterial bank account. So things you can do would be like you can um, swish with probiotics. You can add that to your mouth swishers. You can do oil pulling with probiotics and also taking things internally like a probiotic supplement and eating fermented foods like sauerkraut and kimchi are also going to be beneficial for the mouth and gut. Oh, why would uh, sauerkraut and kimchi interesting? Why? Because it just they just happen to have beneficial bacteria that the, the mouth likes? Or yeah, so there's a lot of uh, probiotic activity in there. And so when our guts are happy, that's also going to create a happy mouth because the gut microbiome and the mouse microbiome are completely interconnected. So we want to think of, of feeding both those systems. And then what's also fascinating is that probiotics... Um, They've done a lot of studies on that in dental care. And, and again, so you can take the probiotic supplement, which you know, like the different bacteria you're getting, but also know that, you know, a bottle of kimchi is going to have a variety of probiotics in it as well. But um, there's different studies been done with a variety of lactobacilli and also bifidobacterium. Uh, and they've all showed that they have the ability to adhere to the saliva, inhibit the proliferation of periodontal pathogens. And they've also been studied to show that they reduce cavity-causing bacteria and plaque. How does the, um, the mouth microbiome interact with the, uh, the gut microbiome? Do you know any scientists that are working on this or you know, what's your understanding of it? Yes, there are tons of scientists working on this, um, and they're completely connected because they actually, you know, they even share the same system and canal, and whatever we're entering into our mouths will go to the gut. So it's important, you know, to eat right as well, because that the main way to keep your teeth healthy, too, is to have a diet that's rich in fat-soluble vitamins and minerals and whole foods, and that's what the gut likes as well. Yeah, if you think about it, the bacteria in the mouth I guess, get first crack of the food. Some of them, well, probably a lot of them get entrained with the food and move down the alimentary canal. Exactly. I wonder what uh, kind of signaling there is back and forth. Any, you know, any thoughts there? There is a signaling. There's signaling even from the vagus nerve. So then you, that's the super highway from the gut to the brain. So there is full on uh, signaling going on at on all levels at all times within the body. and. Um, just like even the gut microbiome is connected to the skin's microbiome, but through a bit of a different way. But also the pathogens that we have in our mouth, and this is what makes the mouth such a perfect mirror for understanding the health of the body, whether it's like the mercury fillings, which are releasing mercury vapors 24 hours a day, seven days a week, whether they were put in 20 years ago or yesterday, that feeds the heavy metals, feed the pathogenic bacteria 
or whether there's a root canal in the mouth, which is invisibly sending pathogenic bacteria into the bloodstream every day. These things also further highlight how the mouse microbiome is connected to the gut and the bloodstream because whatever's going into our mouths is being literally swallowed into our bodies every day. So of the, uh, the products that you've created, what are some of the results that you're targeting? What specific effect do you want to have on people? We want to help with their alkalinity. We want to help with healing and sealing the gums so that they're not bleeding so that they've got that good, healthy pink flow, so that the gums are not receding. We want to help with whiteness. We want to help with the bacteria that cause bad breath. We want to inhibit the quorum sensing of pathogenic bacteria. And we want to arrest like, or cease the development of cavities. So what are some of the effects that you've gotten anecdotally from, uh, from customers? Well, anecdotally, we've had it all. Um, we've had people's cavities turn around. We've had cavities cease. Um, we've had people heal their bleeding gums in 24 hours. Some people it takes longer, but some people apply the serums and then they're not bleeding when they're flossing the next day. We've had uh, tooth sensitivity cleared. We've had whiteness get whiter. <laughs> um yeah, we've had a lot of, we've had people just go to their dentist. Um, so many people go and they're like, I don't know what you're doing, but keep it up. So people are having uh, cheaper, shorter dental visits. It's, it's been a, it's good. We get beautiful emails every day. So where are you, uh, where are you taking this? What's your goal? You know, well, the next six I, months or a year, a few years? Um, well, I can't say I necessarily have a goal in this area. I've written the book. We've created um, beautiful line of products that are effective and um, it's all on the right path. I'd say it's it just, it's happening. It's active. It's a real, it's a fully realized goal already. <laughs> That's great. Um, are there like really, well, you, you mentioned one simple thing people can do is like brush, for instance, with baking soda. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about sleep. If, um, you know, hopefully we sleep for seven, eight hours, but if you just prepare the mouth before you sleep, at least you'll get a seven, eight hours of, you know, a better mouth environment. So, you know, if you do nothing else, maybe swishing with, um, you know, bicarbonate before you go to bed, or like you said, sea salts, maybe that would help you uh, at least get on the path to a, a better mouth. Absolutely. That would totally help. And on our website, um, first of all, anybody can call or email us and we're happy to answer any question at all. And we also have free half an hour consultations. So you can email us for that. We also have articles on our site from, you know, how to find a, a good dentist. And also I've developed these eight steps for successful oral care. So you can follow those. They are, you can use them with our products, but we've also got the steps so that you can literally just do the steps and plug in with baking soda. Cause I'm also, you know, I love what we've created, but I also just really want people to know that they can really turn their mouths around by buying some baking soda and following the eight steps. What about uh, unanticipated effects or results? Anything that has happened with people that really surprised you? Um, not really. Just, um, oh, I just love when cavities actually, you know, they can cease and, and start healing again. Because that's what a lot of people don't know is that the teeth are alive and they will respond to our efforts. I know I certainly grew up thinking, okay, you got a cavity, that's it, fill it, done. The teeth are, you've got your adult teeth, that's it. But the whole system of the mouth is alive. So the gums are alive and that's flesh that can respond. Just like if we get a cut on our arm, the skin will heal around it. 
Um, so, you know, and the alkalinity of saliva can get turned around very quickly and the strength of our teeth can get turned around. So I just want people to know that there's definitely wherever stage their mouth is at right now, there is hope and your mouth will respond to these better techniques. All right. And what's the best way for folks to find out more? You know, where can they get your book? Where can they uh, get in contact for a consultation? Well, our website is livinglibations.com. So hop on over there and then you can peruse the site or give us an email at sage at livinglibations.com. And my books are on there. I also have a new book called Renegade Beauty, which is over 400 pages on how to reveal and revive your natural radiance. Lots of um, lots of stuff in there. And there's also a very comprehensive dental chapter as well with some new information. And then I've got the holistic dental care book. They're available on the site, also on Amazon, and um, the two books have now just become audiobooks, so they're also available on Audible. Very good. Well, Nadine, thank you for coming on the podcast, and um, it's super interesting stuff, so I appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you so much. You're listening to the Future Tech Health Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Until I reached age 40, I never realized the obvious that we all have medical issues, or we at least have a family member or close relation that had, has, or will have them in the future. Medicine and biological systems are the final frontier. Until we've conquered death, figured out how life began, cured cancer, and understood our purpose in the universe, there's a heck of a lot to talk about when it comes to our health. Future Tech Health means I'll be covering futuristic topics that are actually already in clinical trials, or even starting to appear on shelves or by prescription, or available for your own use. We dive deep into stem cells, CRISPR-Cas9, the science of sleep, epigenetics, medical testing, cancer, ketogenic diets, stem cells, aging, regenerative medicine, and more. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a serious medical problem. Remember, however, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you enjoy the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and share it with friends. Thank you.